But yeah, it was it it was like it wasn't even a death that had me so bit. It was like, bro, I'm really coming back and seeing everybody, and everybody looks so different. Cause like, how long you been gone? I mean, I, I haven't seen everybody together in years, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I remember Gibbs left right after high school, bro. Yeah, like, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen people grow and change since 2013. Like, yeah. so seeing Gibbs left together. I think again. you left a month after high school, didn't you, Gibbs? Yeah, yeah. I left in mm. August, that August. I left that mm. August. It was prom, graduation, mm-hmm. and then Gibbs had a month to chill, and then he was yep. out of here, bro. I remember that right jump, because right I was at y'all prom. I was at y'all prom. <laughs> hey, Chris, we live. We live. Don't say that crazy. Don't say that crazy. Right? <laughs> listen, listen. I ain't on that type of time, bro. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anywho, we got some folks starting to file into the Facts Over Acts. Uh, podcast, and we appreciate y'all for coming in as always. Now, before we get into uh, talking about anything too serious here, how was y'all weekends? Uh, weekend was cool, man. Mad busy. I'm not wearing it today, but I started to get the Ziff Nation merch uh, rolled out. Said, so, you know, I'm just go ahead. I'm taking care of everything uh, with that. The rest of the weekend was pretty much chill. I watched uh, SummerSlam with the homies, but uh, we ain't gonna talk about that. So. Nah, let's talk about it, because I heard SummerSlam was a buzz. It was. I was highly disappointed, man. I was highly disappointed. Um, The night started off cool, and then they had Becky Lynch return and beat Bianca Belair, which even if you're not a wrestling fan, most people know Bianca Belair because she's a black woman that's out there killing it, and they had her lose in 10 seconds. So, with the exception of that, I mean, Edge had a pretty dope match. Edge kind of brought me back into the night. With the exception of that, SummerSlam was kind of buzz, man. Ten, 10 seconds? 10 seconds. We are going to see Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns next month, but that, that one moment took me out. You could, t- you could just feel the energy like watching it, the crowd. Like when was that pay-per-view? That. It was SummerSlam, second biggest pay-per-view. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a pay-per-view. It was at Man. a big stadium. Six, 60, grand, 60,000 people was there, bro. 60,000 people was there, bro. It was Ten, where? They gave a six... Allegiant Stadium in Vegas? Mm. Imagine you fighting that. And they only gave you 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Nah, you got to see me. There's, there's so many different other ways they could have wrote that story, bro. I don't, care how, I don't care what y'all think my storyline deserved to be. Y'all got to see me. Y'all gonna... <laughs> I had to be out there for 10 seconds? Who, who Man, was the wrestler listen, that apparently, like, he was supposed to lose, but he just, like, literally beat the other guy up and won? And then Vince McMahon came out like, no, no, the other guy won. What, what, who was that? It was about to be Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Ah, came yeah. out and rang the bell before the match was over. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been me. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't about to buy no 10 seconds, dog. That just ain't, that just ain't happening. Anywho, Chris, how was your weekend, man? Man, my weekend was straight. Uh, I didn't do nothing much. I went out and hung out with my some, somebody I met out here in uh, Boston area. Friday, the Saturday, I played the new man. I'm grinding on my ultimate team, man. I was on my zip bag this weekend, man. I was playing the game all weekend, man. <laughs> that new man had me hooked. You know, I'm again, when I get next gen, I'm going to start buying new games. But, like, until then, nah. 
I still got everything 20, and apparently, from what I hear, it's just roster updates like always. So, man, I'm I'm chilling until uh, until I get a next gen. You get that next gen, you try to go back. Them graphics be looking like uh, Roblox characters. Which, which, by the way, (laughs) if if uh, anybody out there is listening, please point me in the direction of how to get one because I'm sick of waiting (laughs) at this point. I, I thought that they was going to mass release them, but you know, whatever. Anywho, I went they home. They still not on the stores they, yet? They haven't mass released them yet. No. Uh-uh. They still have not. They've done limited drops. They just did like limited drop. Limited they drop, still behind on production. Limited, limited. Limited. And that's just it. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of interesting because like, I realize now how stupid it was as a kid to be pressed about the game when you already got one. Cause like when my mom used to be like, you, you already got the last one at home. And it was like, nah, oh, no, you, you gotta have a new one. But like being 26 is like, uh, yeah, she was kind of right. Like, <laughs> it ain't gonna be too different. B still gonna make you spin. X still gonna make you dump. Like, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's nah, bro, you work. weren't trying to go to school talking about you still playing 2K, 2K5 and 2K6 out. Of course, because you were a kid. It was, it, as a kid, you, it was different. It was a little different. But, uh, yeah, I went home this weekend, saw family. Um, I, I went to uh, Coach Sassy's funeral. Uh, rest in peace to a great, great man. And um, that's uh, that That was – it was great seeing everybody there. Of course, we wish it was under better circumstances, but it was great seeing so much of uh, Cast Tech's football family there. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it. And it was – the the funeral was beautiful. It was a real beautiful service, and uh, so yeah, my my family is doing well, and and you know everybody's is as healthy as can hope for, or getting healthier. So you know there's there's nothing really to complain about there. But on an unrelated note, we've got a lot of complaining going on in the NBA. So much so that uh, Nerlens Noel has taken his agent Rich Paul to court. And uh, we also got some college football coming back. And and me and Chris and Josh are going to get into a very interesting discussion about how much you need to uh, study your craft in order to be uh, good at it. And, and, and then we're going to talk about this Big Ten Pac-12 ACC alliance. That's really not an alliance. It literally means nothing. Nothing is in contract. Nothing is on paper. But it's a verbal agreement. Scouts honor. So, yeah, there's that. Um, y'all ready for the show today? Ready to go. Yes, sir. All righty. Well, let's get into this thing. What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the facts over Axe Crew. We got the master of the mix and master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. We got the money man, the middle of the plan, Chris Allen in the building. Right here, right here. And then that is little old me, the MC. And uh, we got to get into this Nerlens Noel situation because this is going to look real bad for somebody. This is the the allegations against uh, against Rich Paul. So what happened originally was uh, Nerlens Noel was advised to turn down the seventy million dollar contract by his previous agent and bet on himself, and um, he was not able to recoup that money because he got hurt. And then he hired Rich Paul. And the allegation is that Rich Paul was ignoring certain teams' calls that were trying to give him bigger money because he was more focused on his uh, marquee uh, clientele. Because, I mean, Rich Paul does represent, you know, the the uh, LeBron. He represents LeBron James, Draymond Green, 
Trey Young, I believe John Collins as well. So he represents some pretty, pretty big names. Right. Uh, Anthony Davis as well. So he represents some huge names in the, the basketball world. But what do y'all make of this? What do y'all make of this situation? Um, and Chris, I'm going to start with you because I know, Josh, I know you got some hot fire waiting for Chris <laughs> Paul. I mean, for uh, for Rich Paul. So I'm, I'm going to start with Chris. You, you the money man. Tell us what's going on with this money. What, what's going on? Why are they dropping bags? And is this Rich Paul's fault or is there any legal ground to stand on here? Hey, listen, man. Everything Rich Paul does to NBA owners, NBA GMs, everything he does to companies when he's negotiating deals, I would never go to court with Rich Paul. Like, absolutely under no circumstances would I want to go against Rich Paul in court. Like, that, to me, that's just asking for leaving court unhappy or, or riled up. So, first thing I want to say is, Norris Noel, you almost pulled a Dennis Schroeder. You just got lucky that your year was before Dennis Schroeder's year. Because <laughs> if not, you would have been in the spotlight this year. Because if y'all remember, he had a bag waiting on him. Mm-hmm. He declined and said, I'm going to bet on myself and end up getting a minimum deal. A minimum deal. At least Dennis got five. I'm, I'm going to be honest. At least Dennis got a mid-level exception. Oof. He's cool. It's just that, that Dennis' situation was worse because he had $84 million in L.A. That's why Dennis' situation was worse. But Nor- Norless, you got paid when, honestly... Did you really deserve to get paid? And honestly, would you really get much playing time on a contender team? Like, let's be honest. You should be grateful. Because you fumbled the bag once already. You should be quiet and then, you know, grind it out and, and play play into some work. That's just my opinion. Like, you have no reason to be upset, Rich Paul. And I don't know why you want to take that man to court of all people. Like, anybody on earth, not him. I'm going to just jump in right here and say this. This is this is the worst thing possible for Netherlands because, I mean, all Rich Paul got to do in court is literally just pull up your history of fumbling bags and be like, Your Honor, this man, <laughs> this is before me now. This fumble is before me. This is who he is. This has nothing to do with me. Okay? he There was a bag fumble with the last agent. There was a bag fumble with me. Now, what is the common denominator in these situations? Right. Uh, Nerland here is uh, was the guy for both. So, but the 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 allegations that he was ignoring teams. I'll tell you what. There is a very serious. Uh, there is a, a very serious question here to be had about whether or not this is true. Only from the standpoint of if these allegations of him ignoring teams. And steering, um, steering Nerlens in a certain direction are true. I mean that that pretty much violates the integrity of at least the twenty, at least the last couple of championships because you're looking at a guy who represents some of the best in the game, who is potentially steering folks one way or the other. Right now, one thing that that Josh said off camera, and I, I got to, he said. <laughs> Nerlis, you think he was the tipping point? You think you think he was the guy that was gonna get a team over the hump? And that that's a very that's a very good point. But also, I mean, Mark, he used to represent one of the Morris twins as well. I mean, there uh, with enough pieces, Nerlis by himself may not be enough. But right. if this is true, if this is true, and there's multiple players, and anybody that's not marquee, he moves them the way he wants to create. 
I, which I don't believe, by the way. I don't believe that that's the case. I'm not saying that I, I'm wholly supporting that. I'm just saying, if that is true, that is just one of the most damning things that I've ever heard about. Not just an agent, but anybody in sports yeah. ever since <laughs> uh, the Donahue treatment and all that with the sports <laughs> band. Correct me if I'm wrong, y'all. Y'all, y'all said it game like me. Did he get hurt as well? Like, he, he coming off a, a serious injury, man. Yeah. 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 So, well, I, I just so you know, it's a level of ungrateful that some people are. And not saying that he shouldn't be better on himself because he did have a sensational year, you know? Like, compared to the year before when he got a minimum deal. And the Knicks can be to help use him to build around, but he's not going to be a game changer for the Knicks, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Chris, your audio is just a little bit choppy there. It's just a little, little choppy. But uh, a little bit. I thought we was doing an in studio appearance by Zappy Roger. I wanna be your man. I wanna be your man. <laughs> uh, Josh, man, what what you thinking about this Rich Paul situation, man? What's, okay, what's going so on? so initially my thought was, um, why are we hearing this from Nerlens Noel? Nobody really cares. Like, who you play for? What contract you get? You're Nerlens Noel, right? Like, you're not the tipping point on LeBron. Uh, winning a championship, you're not the t- like Rich Paul isn't going through his daily agenda. Like, man, we got to make sure you know Nerlens Noel don't go over here because they might mess around and beat LeBron. That was my initial thought because it's Nerlens Noel, right? Uh, but I thought about it a little more, and we are only treating it this way because it's Nerlens Noel, right? And it's just one allegation, which is outside of you know just sports or outside of this specific situation. How many times have we looked at a situation when it comes to? somebody we adore or the allegations coming from somebody that we don't really know much about. And we're like, Hey, this doesn't really have anything to it. But at the same time, I do see a timeline playing out What I'm not saying it's true. I hope it's not true, but I do see a timeline playing out to where if multiple players come out and say this, or you really just need one player. That's the tipping point. If you had, he represents Ben Simmons. I'm not saying this will happen, but if Ben Simmons came out and was like, Hey, the same thing is happening to me. And this is a situation that will have to be seriously investigated. Child, Ben Simmons has no room. <laughs> ben Simmons got a name, man. And the only thing that Ben Simmons can say <laughs> is Daryl Morey is asking for too much for me. <laughs> he, he, he stands outside Daryl Morey's office right now. Why are you being weird to me? <laughs> and Ben Simmons, uh, I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, Ben Simmons, man. He had he had one hand right here on the ball. <laughs> no, <laughs> Trey Young right here. No, <laughs> one hand on ball. Trey Young on the basket. And he busted my man. But he's boy. Why you being weird to me? <laughs> now y'all gotta chill on Bean. Y'all gotta chill on Bean. Y'all gotta chill on Bean, bro. He first team on defense, bro. He first team on defense, bro. Bro, my stomach hurt from like <laughs> listen, it's it's all I'm all I'm saying is I agree hundred percent. If there are, the thing is, this could be a, the trickle that starts a flood. It could be. It could be. Or it could also be, I mean, it could just be somebody that's bitter that they lost bread trying to recoup it somehow. Because mind you, these matters are supposed to be arbitrated through the NBA Players Association. So they're they're supposed to be arbitrated there before they go to court. 
However, he missed the deadline to uh, discuss these matters, and he claims to have lost 58 mil over the past three years. So, yeah, there's uh, there's again, this could be how, the first of how, me. But how much do agents get? How much do agents really get? Uh, it depends on the agent. I mean, it, you're looking at anywhere from like two to five percent. Five is so. So, what is he? I'm saying, what is he? What is he suing him exactly? For? So, you know what I mean? He's like, he's uh, suing for negligence and um, let me see here. I got. I want to get this straight. I want to get this 100 percent straight. So, pardon me, y'all, while I pull up my handy dandy twitters. Um, he is suing him for, and this is this is just a. Ooh. Anywho, he's uh, claiming that Paul is responsible for $58 million in lost earnings. And um, he is saying that uh, Rich Paul misled and neglected him as a client. So, yeah. And uh, that's that. Yeah, that's interesting times. Interesting times. That's there's my my question. The only question that I have for this is uh the only question I have that I'm like this something just is not adding up here. So wait a minute. Nobody reached out to you during the negotiations. Nobody reached out to you during when they were looking for you. But like now after the dust is settled and everything has like gone down many years later, people are like, oh yeah, we wanted to sign you. But like your agent just wasn't picking up. Hmm? Especially with what the NBA tried to do before to Rich Paul with the whole like, oh, Rich Paul signed to too many big names. Uh, you got to have a college degree to do this now. Like, eh, this would be a real blackout in the NBA if it was to be uh, that there was leaking information that was fictitious solely for the purpose of undermining Rich Paul. So there, there are plenty of different angles this can go. I hope that this dies down and is buried quickly, but... Who knows? Who knows? It's 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 many ways it could go. None of them are really looking pretty at this moment. So um, another thing that we got to talk about as far as things looking pretty, we all believe that our sports are works of art and works of beauty and they're a craft more or less, just like any other thing that people are passionate about, just like art, just like music, whatever the case uh, may be. Now, Chris and I happen to have a very strong disagreement on whether or not you need to be a student of your craft to be elite level at it. Now, me personally, I'm a firm believer. I was this way when I played. I knew the game inside and out. I needed to know what I was doing, what my defensive ends were doing, what my wheel was doing, what my mic was doing. I needed to know what everybody around me was doing in order to understand, okay, this blitz functions in this way. This is where I need to be to just, hey, maybe I can just collect the sack if I'm just where I need to be. But... Chris, on the other hand, was blessed with a golden arm that was out here throwing 90 like it was nothing. So, you know, he didn't exactly exactly have to do as much on the the hard work and and study part of it. So, Chris, explain this take to me because I I really want to know that. All right, all right. So here's my opinion. Yes, I agree with you that in any sport, you should know what everybody's role is or what everybody should be doing. I agree with you 100% with that. Because even though I played pitcher, catcher, first base, I still knew with the third baseman, shortstop, and second baseman, and all the outfielders were going to do. Right? So I still did know all those things. But here's where I disagree. I don't feel like, like film and stuff works, but film and stuff is like, 
it's a shell of what you will really see. Like, you can get an understanding of what a team might do. It's like, for example, in baseball, a prime example. When you're watching the pitcher warm up, throw his warm-up pitchers in between innings, you on the, like, it used to be a thing. we get on the fence and watch him. Um, you see him throwing, but it's like when you get up there to bat, it's completely different from when he was throwing earlier. You know what I mean? So, to me, you don't really have to study. You just got to have your technique and, and, and perfect your craft. In my opinion, you have to just know that trusting your abilities and know that you can get the job done for your position and that you got to trust your teammates at the end of the day. So if your teammates don't perfect their craft, they can have all the knowledge in the world and still be bums. That's just my way of thinking of it. But that's the thing that it kind of goes hand in hand, because how many guys do you know that are like excellent at the little details of perfecting their craft? They're excellent at the little details of like, this is how this needs to be done that are like, they could not name you five baseball players right now. Like they, they're excellent about the work that needs to be done. But like when it comes to actually being a student of the game, yeah. it, it, it like, don't, mm. it, it don't, it don't happen often. And, and the reason why a lot of those players are pros is because they study the game. They eat, sleep and breathe the game. You know what I mean? Right. So I agree with you. It does enhance your abilities, but at the same time for me, it, it's just a matter of perfecting your technique Trusting your t- technique, getting your reps in, understanding what you need to do to get better, understanding what you need to do to get to the next level. Because you can't do some things as you see somebody else do. That's just my opinion, you know? For sure. For sure. And and th- that's just how I'm going to roll with that tape. Uh, all I'm saying is this, right? And what I, what I always did is I used to watch, like, hours and hours of film on uh, John Randall, Warren Sapp, those guys, because I that's – who I was like, all right, I want my game to be like that. Obviously, I wasn't as quick as they were, but that's just the reality there. But in knowing, all right, wait, this is how it works with NFL linemen. This is how you understand the transfer weight, how balance works, yada, yada, yada. Just from watching them, I'm like, oh, okay, this is how this needs to go. When I got to college, it was certain stuff. And granted, the Cass football coaching staff, excellent, amazing, top-notch. I don't think there's a better staff in Michigan. I don't think there's a better staff. In, well, I'm not going to say in the nation because I ain't seen most of the nation, but I, of all the ones I've seen in Michigan, ain't too much close. But with that being said, because of just watching, studying, these are how the guys before me did it. I got to college and they were telling me certain things. I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it. That's, yeah, I know that. Yeah, granted, yeah. granted, of course, y'all know the story. My body broke down on me. I got the heart of a warrior, but the tendons of an 80-year-old woman. But we nobody could say, there. exactly. Nobody <laughs> could say, like, oh, when it was time to go and Kim was good, it wasn't no, no thing there. Josh, where do you fall on, on this on this uh, argument? Um, So I feel like it, it's, you already have to be part of an elite company to, to be good at your craft or be good at a sport. So I think you're already good if you play it professionally at almost any level. If you play it at a high high school level, college level, or professional level, you're already good. But I think um, being a student of the craft or really knowing the game is where you make that transition from from good to great. I can't really think of any player in any sport that has had a transcendent career, has had a great career, and not even have to be a Hall of Famer, but be something as simple as uh, being considered a superstar without having that knowledge of the game. Because you, you've seen it over the years. You see a lot of players who come in um, who have these, these guy-given talents, who know the game from the standpoint of I worked on my own individual game or I had this amount of repetition or I have this guy-given athleticism. 
but you haven't seen them put in a work to be uh, as mentally as strong as the game as it appears. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Jennings, for example. I hate to put him in this because he's averaging 20 a season every season, but like yeah. Andrew Wiggins would be a good example of that. Um, but you, you got to think like how, how much different of a career with players like like we've heard stories about LeBron knowing the other team's plays before they even come up to court and call out their plays. If he didn't have that knowledge of the game, like what would his career trajectory be? He would have just been like a and, and, nature that's been know, dunking on people for, for 10 years. Yeah. You know, I kind of, kind of, kind of contradicted myself. Now y'all got me flipping my, my thought process because I just thought about it. Every time you hit your ceiling, you got to study somebody that's better than you to realize what your next. Yeah. Yeah. You know where to go. So actually think about it from this point. You were just talking about, you were just talking about earlier, how many players won a Cy Young award in baseball because they had a fresh repertoire. They just came up from the farm system and players didn't really know about them. But when the game adjusted to them, they didn't reinvent themselves or they didn't study the game or study these teams or study their lineups to get better. Tim Lincecum, Tim Lincecum, yep. Barry Zito, <laughs> uh, Tim Wakefield. It's been so many yeah. players like that over over the past, just like decade and a half, two decades that well, we've also, seen. Tim Lincecum was like very tiny and like that. His short little limbs could not. I don't know, withstand, man. That twelve six curveball was laying people down for a season, for sure. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, it's a reason all those pitches are very large human beings. Like those tiny yeah. little limbs couldn't sustain that velocity for long. Well, that you know who just won one that just like fell off the face of the earth? Y'all remember Corey Kluber? Yeah, I, don't. I remember. I remember. <laughs> he, he was Cy Young 2017. He had like the best season statistically, like ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was like, you, if you know, you, you keep up with a little bit of baseball, not Gibbs, you know, DeGorm. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he, he was like him. He was like him before DeGorm came up, basically. Mm. Mm. He he was yeah, that deep. He was that deep. That's that's tough. That's that's tough. That's all I'm saying is it's it's a hard it's a hard road. And don't get me wrong, right? I'm not saying you can't be good without it, but I'm just saying I found a worse one real quick. You remember R. A. Dickey on the Mets? No, I actually do remember R. A. Dickey. <laughs> that's one that actually is very fresh. That man had half a good season at one side. Young. No, y'all y'all. He, he didn't win an award, but he was with the Tigers, bro. Joel Samaya, bro. He had that 103 mile power. He, he blew his ball. arm out, though. That's different. He blew his arm but, out. But, bro, but, bro, when he came to the pros and realized, man, everybody throw a honey. I'm not that special. <laughs> like, I need some junk. No, he, he, was, he was a decent little setup, man. He had like two good exactly. years setup, man. He blew his arm out, though. He couldn't. He didn't have no other pitches. He couldn't throw that 103. No exactly. Point. He, he didn't develop out. his game. He didn't yeah. really learn nothing else. He just knew how to throw hard. That's tough. That's tough. That's, that's. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this much. A sport like – and another guy who may end up in this conversation, Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. He's a guy that everybody is like, yeah, he averaged 20, but, like, he does not know basketball. Like, he doesn't yeah. know how to play the game. And that it puts you in a scary position because at the end of the day, all of you – Father time is undefeated, okay? It don't matter who you are or what you do at a certain point in time – Regardless of your sport, you ain't going to be able to run as fast. You ain't going to be able to jump as high. You ain't going to be able to withstand contact the same way. You ain't going to be able to pitch as fast. You ain't going to be able to... Whatever you do, the the exit velocity when you hit is not going to be the same after a certain amount of time. Whatever you do, there's going to come a time where you slow down. And at the end of the day, if you don't know that game, if you don't... mm, You're going to be in trouble. 
you're going to be in trouble. And that, this is the, the conversation ain't even really just about being an all time great. I mean, if you just want to have a if you want to have a really good career, unless you're one of those guys who's just like a, a totally different like you're Kenyon Martin, for example, when he was 35, he still had a 40 inch vertical like as a big man. Like that's not okay. If Kenyon don't know nothing about basketball, not saying that he didn't, <laughs> right. but if Kenyon didn't know nothing about basketball, it'll all right, it'll be okay. But like, if you're not that, yeah, tough sledding, tough sledding. You're gonna have a real, real tough thing uh, going going for you, and you're gonna be down on your luck having to pull whatever desperation move doing uh, ads for your local car wash uh, at Eastern Motors. Your car's your credit. That's what you're gonna be doing. <laughs> Out here looking crazy. But anywho, uh, with that being said, another move that may have been pulled out of desperation is this Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC alliance thing. I don't understand it. I am confused. There is nothing contractual. There is nothing in writing. It's just the scouts honor. We're not going to poach each other's teams thing. Does does anybody get this? I understand that the SEC just took Oklahoma and Texas. I get that. But, But what's going on here? I, I I don't know. You you are the football expert on the panel. Even after you brought this to our attention, I did a little bit of reading to try to like fill myself in on what's. This doesn't make sense to me. That's a couple weird things with this. And then the Big Ten announces that they're not rescheduling games if it's a problem due to COVID, but the team affected takes the L. Like this, just the the Big Ten yeah. been doing some really questionable moves. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: almost every conference has come out with that shit because the ACC just announced the same thing recently. They said if you got COVID problems, don't worry about it, buddy. Hot L. They is not arguing with you. They ain't playing with you. And if both teams have COVID problems, it will be ruled a no contest. Neither team will get a win nor a loss. So, I mean, it's. Whew. I here's here's what I don't understand about this. Why would you even come out with this announcement if nothing is written down yet? If if nothing is in writing, right? What's to stop somebody from saying like, "Hey, uh, I know we in this little alliance thing, but come on over here, Clemson. You you don't belong down there with them. Come over here. We got Ohio State. We got Michigan. We got. Hey, listen, come come with us. You know what I mean? Who who they got over there that's good? <laughs> who who over there good besides y'all? You know how much money we pay in our teams? You know how much. Money? And granted, the, this is the other part of it that's confusing me about this alliance. So there's a thing called the grant of rights. Grant of rights basically means that uh, this you are giving a certain entity the right to publish your games exclusively as they see fit. So with the ACC, they have it through 2025. No team, I'm mean, not 2025, 2035, no team can do anything publisher rights-wise unless the ACC relinquishes its power. So again, what does this alliance mean? What do you, what? Maybe it's a money move we don't know about, man. You know, maybe it's a money move. It, it feels like a, a couple of people that were in power got bored and were like, "Yeah, we need to do something. We need to just like it's been a real slow news week. We got to put something out, man. We gotta, you know, <laughs> I mean, if we just get something shaking, ain't nobody gonna be paying attention to us and all this terribleness that's going on." But anywho, one thing that we discussed off air as well was Mickey getting into the 500 home run club. Beautiful thing. Shout out to Mickey. Congratulations. I'm, I'm glad that, that, that we got to witness his career. When you really think about it, when you really think about it, think about all of the great athletes that like we saw real 
live in real time during our lifetime. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. I think, and I was arguing an old head about this. I think we really came into the world, like, coming in, me, 96, y'all, 95. Coming in at that year, we really got to see a lot of great players. Like, like I'm saying from all sports, football, basketball, baseball, we got to see so many great players. Like, I think we had one of the best ears, like, from our age to 25, 26. We had some of the best players. Best basketball, best football, best baseball there is, honestly. Yeah. It's it's really crazy because my my earliest, earliest, earliest memories of like ever seeing how people reacted to football and like seeing how people get geek, it was my my family was reacting to uh Barry Sanders on Thanksgiving Day in ninety-eight. Or <sighs> it was it it was a game in 98. I don't know if it was Thanksgiving Day, but Barry Sanders was going off and my family was just going nuts. And I'm just like, <laughs> as a three-year-old, I'm like, I like this. I don't know what's going on, but like everybody's screaming and nobody's doing that to each other. This is T- good. Top of your head, crazy is Barry Sanders highlight. Um, oh man, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh probably the one against the Cowboys. The one against but the are Cowboys you, where he Are you talking about the one? Look, this man broke so many tackles. That defenders on a cowboy was looking at the jumbo trying waiting yes. for the replay, and he was yes. <laughs> he was still I said, running. <laughs> I, it, it, and, and here's the thing: here's the thing. I don't remember seeing that live and in real time. I don't remember seeing. I don't think I did see it live in real time. But that that is crazy. That was a bad man. That was. But yeah, not only that. I mean, think about it this way: we get to see LeBron and Kobe. We got to see, like, both of them at the height of their powers. Like, we got to see the best basketball that Kobe ever played, the best basketball Shaq ever played, the best basketball LeBron ever played. We got to see it. That's crazy. That is all the records that Tom Brady holds. We got to see all of it live and in real time. I mean, if, if I'm being honest, when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, I know people try to take some things away from him because of his speed. But I think we can have a conversation about Miggy being in a GOAT conversation when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And you got to think, he got the numbers that he has, and he's been in the league for, uh, what, 17 years now? Uh Uh-huh. And um, He just hit 5-on-1 today, by the way. He got 5-on-1 already. Was what, 14 of those years spent in Detroit? 14, 13, something like that, right? Yeah, some, yeah. Well, I I think it's 12 or 13. Okay, we came over here with 09? 08 or 09, I think. But yeah, something like that. with that being said, he's playing in the most difficult ballpark for batters in the history of baseball. Mm. We got the widest outfield. We got the deepest center field in the league right now. You imagine if Miggy was playing in Colorado, he'd be like at 650 right now. <sighs> or if he's playing in New York. Or if he's playing in New York. <sighs> Man. He had a lot of home runs right for you. Yeah. Colorado, if you touch that ball, hey, what would be a single in Comerica? Yeah, that gone, gone. I'll see you later. <laughs> Congratulations to Miggy on hitting those. But anywho, there are twenty eight. This is this is just a fun little thing because Josh is one of those people that his memory is almost photographic, and we're gonna test him right here on this thing. Okay, now right. there are twenty eight players to ever hit five hundred or more home runs. Josh has promised us, much like the ACC Big Ten Pac-12 Alliance, Scott Sonner, he has not looked at the list. There are 28 players 
to ever hit 500 or more home runs. Let's see if you can give it to us in order. Do you want to go from Mickey up or do you want to go from number one down? I'm going to start from one down. Okay. How many we shoot? Are we doing an over-under? Y'all taking an over Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Chris, how many do you think you go get? We have set the line at 10. You okay. Do, uh, yeah, let's set the line at 10. I, I, no, I, I think the line needs to be a little higher. I, I want to go at right. least 15. I think the line okay. needs to be 15. Uh, we set the, it's 28, so we'll do it in a half. we do it at 14 and a half. we do 14 okay. and a half. 14 and a half. All right. So so I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. I, oh, I, I'm definitely taking it over. This, this is right. easy pro. This uh, is easy pro. All right, Josh, what, what we got? What we got? Number one, who we got? Fact checking, Gibbs. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the list right now. So one, Bonds. Mm-hmm. Two, Hank Bay. Aaron. Three, yep. Bay Roof. Four, yes. A-Rod. Five, yes. Pujols. Mm-hmm. Six, Willie Mays. Seven, Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Eight, Tommy. Nine, Sosa. Ten, Frank Robinson. Yeah. Eleven, Mark McGuire. Okay. Twelve through, like, fifteen is where he gets hazy. I know Reggie Jackson is in there, but I know he's not twelve. Ooh. I'm getting the Orioles for some reason. Uh, Twelve, Harmon Killebrew. Yes. Thirteen, Rafael Palmero. Fourteen, Reggie yep. Jackson. Yeah. I bet. 15 is Manny Ramirez, 16 Mike Schmidt, 17 David Ortiz, 18 Mickey Mantle, 19 Jimmy Fox. We talked about McCovey earlier, so 20 is tied for McCovey, Frank Thomas, and Ted Williams. Okay. I know after that it's Ernie Banks, so we talked about Eddie Matthews, so he's right after Ernie Banks. And then I'm missing one before Mickey. Maybe it's 28. I know 26 and 27 is Sheffield and Eddie Murray. Mm-hmm. I'm missing 25. Because I know 29 is, 29 is Lou Gehrig. I'm missing 25. Didn't I tell you them was easy pros, Chris? Didn't I tell you? <laughs> all right, all right. I, I had to just go against you. I knew it was. I had to go against you. 20. That boy so got you. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. You know what team he played for? Uh, the New York Giants. Oh, shoot. The New York Oh, I think Gotham. I know who what that a, is. What Lucky. a wonderful team name, the New York Gothams. All right, we we go see if we go see if Josh can get it. If if he can get it, if he can, hey Blanco, that boy is amazing. And that boy is amazing. Mail hot. Yes, that's it. He got it. He got it. That's you got all twenty eight. <laughs> I need. Uh, I need. This to, man, I need to get, get paid off this dude. <laughs> I this need is, to find something to do with this. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you ever need a partner. For a sports trivia night, look no further than Josh <laughs> Guyton. You hear me? I not man. even that. Not even that. Remember, we was asking him what movies came out in 04, 03. Oh, Guyton was oh, like, yeah. like that, bro. Like Crazy, that, bro. Craziest thing ever. Craziest thing ever, right? Complete sidebar on some non-sports related right now, right? We were talking uh, about how different the world was. And what year was it? It was 2004. It was 2004. Yeah, because, yeah so we was talking about uh, ah, I forgot what. The last time was somebody won. It was the somebody last time. Yeah, it was the last time that uh, oh, last time a, 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 a white corner started. Oh yes, 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 yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Last no, it couldn't have been that because that was 03. We was looking at 04, but it was no, we was looking at 03. But then I feel like was it was like, something what? basketball related. Yeah, it was something with the Suns or the because it, it was in the finals. 
Yeah, I feel like it was, it, I don't, it was something basketball Either way, related. it was something basketball related, and it was the last time it happened was in 2004. It was in the middle of 2004. Oh, it was the last time that no team that was in the Final Four the year before won a single game. Ah, got you, got you, got you. Now, we went back and looked all the way back to 04. By the way, the year that LeBron switched teams didn't really count because, like, there were multiple players that retired from the Spurs and LeBron switched teams. So that one kind of has a big asterisk next to it. Yeah. We went all the way back to 04. Anyway, all the way back to that year, we we asked about, like, what movies was the number one movie in America during that week, right? This man, Josh, was off by two weeks. And the movie that actually won it was one of the lower-grossing uh, leading movies in the box office, and it only lived for a week. It was Hero that was starring Jet Li. Yeah, I don't that remember movie. that. That's... And that, <laughs> if Josh said he don't remember that, that's how you know it was very irrelevant to American pop culture. But anywho, that's it, this man is the Rain Man when it comes to all things memory. Uh, but with that being said, one thing that is very important to American pop culture is football, and college football is back. This weekend, we have a full slate of games. Oh, my Lord. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We got Nebraska at Illinois, UConn at Fresno State, Hawaii at UCLA, UTEP at New Mexico State, and Southern Utah at San Jose State. Now, most of those teams were very bad last year. We don't really care about the fact that whether or not those teams were good or bad, but we got football coming back. All right? So y'all know what that means. Y'all know what that means. It's It's time. It's time. And also, um, going forward after next week, that's when we got the big games. We're saving the Alabama versus Miami, Georgia versus Clemson, um, and Louisville versus Ole Miss. We're saving that for next week. But just a reminder, y'all, football season is back here. And, uh, hey, we're, we're, we're very excited about it. We're very excited to keep bringing y'all all this good content. Anywho, we know y'all tired of us talking about the home run kings and and Josh's memory and and uh, all this other good stuff about what happened in the year 2004. But come on back next week and the week after that and the week after that. And then loving honor of uh, of Coach Sassy. If nobody's told you they love you today, we do. Peace and love, y'all. Yeah,